Are you really from King James or King James? King James. Verse 2. No. So Jonathan said to him, By no means you shall not die. Indeed, my father will do nothing, either great or small, without first telling me. And why should my father hide this thing from me? It is not so. It is not so. It, both of you are not reading King James. Maybe New King James. Oh, New King James. Your old is New King James. This is old. Listen to this one now. And he said, Okay. And he said unto him, God forbid, thou shalt not die. Behold, my father will do nothing, either great or small, but that he will show it to me. And why should my father hide these things from me? It is not so. Praise God. <laughs> you are all correct. <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> you know my former Bible is doing one. So if you read from here, <laughs> you will jump this place to go this place. So that's how I was looking at it here. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry for that. You are correct. Okay. So, you know, this scripture is another scripture you can use to rebuke death. He said, And he said unto him, God forbid, thou shalt not die. So it's not only Psalm Francis, I shall not die, but leave. This one says, God forbid, thou shalt not die. Can you say to rebuke death in your life, in the life of anybody that is faced with death? They are not seeing the setting of it. Verse 13. The Lord do so and much more to Jonathan. But if it please my father to do the evil, then I will show it thee and send thee away, that thou mayest go in peace, and the Lord be with thee, as he hath been with my father. Okay. You know, this is just the friendship between David and uh, Jonathan. So David told Jonathan that his father wants to kill him. Then Jonathan said, it is not true. And he declared the declaration that God forbid, thou shalt not die. You know, it's just out of love, Jonathan was doing all this. While the father was fighting for Jonathan to take over after him. But Jonathan was after the will of God, showing David all the love, telling David all the secret of what his father was about to do. So, let us now go to 2 Samuel chapter 9. Chapter 9, verse 1. Second Samuel chapter 9, verse 1. Yeah. And David said, Is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? That I may show him kindness yes. for Jonathan's sake. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we pray as we go into your word this evening. Speak to us in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that nobody will live here without receiving a touch from your word in the name of Jesus Christ. And just this channel, you own the world. I pray that you pass the word through me to your people in the name of Jesus Christ. 
thank you, Abba Father. Jesus, name of great. Amen. David said, Is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Okay, the topic is what can be done for your sake? What can be done for your sake in your lifetime and after? What can be done for your sake in your lifetime and after? In your lifetime and after. In this place, you know, David has arrived. He has become the king of Israel. Though before he got there, it was very, very rough. Very, very rough. It was not easy for him. He was anointed for about 30 years ago before he later became king. So sometimes there can be a prophecy about something that is coming your way. And if it is not coming on time, does not mean it won't come. So David here was anointed for some 13 years ago to become a king. And before he became that king, he saw her. So there, King Saul was after him looking for how to eliminate his life. And he was running away. So many times, he had the chance of killing the king, but he did not left because of the fear of God and because of the anointing of God upon the king. Now, the king is dead. The, his three sons are, that, are dead. And at this stage, even the last song, Ishbosheth is dead. So, Ishbosheth is dead. There were four. The sons of uh, Saul were four. So, you know, after the death of Saul, Abner went to go and uh, enthrone the last son, Ishbosheth. Now, he's dead. And David has been crowned the king of Israel. And it's raining. So, just woke up one day and think back and remember ah, there is this loving guy Jonathan ah, for his sake I want to do somebody good for his sake I want to bless a life for his sake I just have to do good because he was dead while his father was fighting for him to be on the throne he was dead defending me telling me every secret of the step that the father is taking to eliminate me. So for his sake, if anyone is remaining of the house of Saul, for his sake, I will bless that person. For Jonathan's sake, and it came to pass that one was found. And thank God they are going to be the son of Jonathan. Let us read verse 13. Verse 13 says, so, my people shed dwelt in Jerusalem, for he did eat continually at the king's table and was lame on both his feet. Okay. I want you to take it from verse 2 down to 7, please. Read it from 2 down to 7. Verse 2 says, And there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. And when they had called him unto David, 
the king said unto him, Art thou Ziba? And he said, The servant is he. And the king said, Is there yet is there not yet any of the house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God unto him? And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan had yet a son, which is lame on his feet. And the king said unto him, Where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, Behold, he is in the house of Machir, the son of Amel, in, in Lenovah. The then the king sent the king David sent and fetched him out of the house of Mechah, the son of Emmer, from Lenovah. Now when Mephishobah, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was come unto David, he fell on his face and did reference. And David said, Mephishobah, then he answered, Behold thy servant. And David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake, and will restore thee all the land of Saul thy father, and thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. Praise God. So the son of Jonathan, who was slain during the war, he fell, and he became lame. So at this stage, he happened to be the one that is remaining of the house of Saul. And he happened to be the son of that Jonathan that David wants to show kindness to for sick. Now, they brought him to David, and David you know, declared that, you see, the land of your grandfather, everything belongs to you from today. Whatever that your father home is yours who happened to be a name, just for Jonathan's sake. Now, don't forget the topic is, what can be done for your sake in your lifetime and after? Now, this happened after the life, after Jonathan was no more, or after the death of Jonathan. Jonathan lived a good life that made his son, who was supposed to be a beggar to live in the palace. That young man supposed to be begging, just like that man by the beautiful case, living by begging. And due to the wickedness of the father, how his father has, you know, attacked David, manipulated David, wanted to kill David, lived a very rough and wicked life. You know, his father, uh, Mephibosheth does not deserve anything. But due to the kindness of Jonathan, you know, the young man that was to be a beggar, he became someone living in the palace. That is what the past good life of a person, you know, has done to someone who was supposed to be a beggar. That's why this topic is coming to say to you, what can be done for your sake in your lifetime and after? So this was done after the life of Jonathan. But for our lifetime, it is possible for some things to be done, you know, for our sake, due to the life we are living, for our sake. So, but for the sake of Jonathan, 
A boy who was supposed to be a beggar, who was supposed to be living by begging, he became one in the palace. And the king said, I don't think most king will like someone who is a lame, you know, to be eating with them on the same table. It would be a shame to their guests that they are having a lame eating. They will keep him in the corner. Even some rich men out, they keep children like that in the corner. Or somebody like uh, uh, maybe the governor or the president of Nigeria is now saying a lame should be eating with him in the same table. That's what they did to hear. Did to my people share. Two to the good name, two to the good life of Jonathan. So the life you are living now, what can it pass to your next generation? Or what can it attract to you? Someone's life has brought a beggar into the palace and making him like making him making him to live like a king. All the, all the land of his father was given to him. Everything. Now, be addicted to good and program and be programmed for good. Yeah, be addicted to good and be programmed for good. Because good life is give and it shall be given unto you. I said, be addicted to good. Be programmed for good. Be addicted to good. Be programmed for good. Because good life is give and it shall be given unto you. That is, when you are living a good life, it's going to come back to you. You know, the scripture says in the book of Matthew, says, you know, that says that give and it shall be given unto you. So, when you are living a good life, a good life is a life of giving. So, when you live that life, as you are giving it out, it's going to return to you someday. And in those days, we used to think maybe we are going to be rewarded in heaven. But to our surprise, the reward is coming even while we are sitting on earth. I never had the thought of the good deeds you do can, can return to you. Because then the craziness was much, it's just the kingdom of God. Everything was about the kingdom, sowing for the kingdom, living for the kingdom. It is in our days that and I begin to see people arguing, arguing time, how they are making use of time. What is our business with time? Our business then was how to be faithful with time. We don't want to know how time is being used. We don't want to know how often is being used. We believe that everything we were doing then was just for the kingdom. We don't know whether, even on hell, we don't know whether we are going to gain it back. We only thought of heaven, heaven. But in our days, we discovered that the good you do come back to you. So I said, be addicted to good. You know, let doing good become what you cannot do without. That's what it means. Be programmed for good. Program your life, your, your everything about you. No, if it is not good, if there is no good, it's going to come out of this step I'm about to take. I'm not taking it. It is if this step is a good one, that is one that will take it. And if you've already taken it and you discover that this one is, is a bad step, you begin to slide back. No, I must not continue. So you must learn to be addicted to good. Learn to be somebody who cannot do without doing good. And also program your life for good. Don't carry the mindset of I'm going to pay him back, I'm going to punish him, I'm going to no. 
carry the mindset of I'm going to do him good, I'm going to overlook, I'm going to bless him, I'm going to greet him. Even what he has just done to me will not stop me up, you know, relating with him, praying for him, and do whatever I'm supposed to do for him. That's why you need to be addicted to good. Because if you look at it, if you really read really, the life of Jonathan, you will see that this man is like, he's addicted to good. His father was fighting for him to become the next king. He was defending David to become the next king. That if David is the king, David he will be the next to David. So it was because he was addicted to good. To the state that he entered into covenant with David. That if he should do anything contrary to David, Ever should strike him. It was because he was addicted to good. And that life, even he was unable to enjoy that goodness because of the company he had with his father. He could not leave his father, he died with his father. Then his son, who was a lame, who was supposed to be a beggar, is now benefiting from that good life he was addicted to when he was on earth. The life you are living now will not only affect you now or tomorrow, but those who are connected to you. Now, it's not going to only affect you alone, but it's going to affect those who are connected to you. That life that you are living now is not going to only affect you, but it will affect those who are connected to you. It will affect your children, it will affect your husband, it will affect your wife, it will affect your brothers, it will affect your sister, even your parents, it can affect them too. Now and tomorrow, now and tomorrow, that life that you are living now will not only affect you now and tomorrow, but also it will affect those who are connected to you. It will affect those who are connected to you. So that is why you must watch the life you are living. Watch the life you are living. If that life is contrary to the will of God, you just get to walk out of it. Now, you can become the channel of blessing to others with your good life. As we can see in the life of Jonathan, you can become a channel of blessing. You know, most times, we, we, we don't really know some things that follow the good life we are living. Jonathan in his life had never thought that his good life is going to be a channel of blessing to his son. He never knew that he's even going to die early. So, but after his death, the good life he lived then became a channel of blessing to his son. So you also, if you can enter into good life, and I believe some of our are in it, but we need to increase it, we need to improve in it, we become a channel of blessing to those who are connected to us, to our children. For our sake, our children will be blessed. For our sake, people will give favor to our children. For our sake, those who are connected to us, you know, they will be favored. So, that time you are living now, you know, we make you a channel of blessing to other when it is a good life. And if it is bad, that is what you pass to others who are connected to you too. That is why it must be good and always good. Praise God. Let us see the book of 2 Samuel chapter 1, verse 26. 2 Samuel chapter 1, verse 26. I am distressed for you. 
my brother Jonathan, you have been very pleasant to me. Your love to me was wonderful, surpassing the love of women. Praise God. Says, I am distressed for thee, my brother Jonathan, very pleasant as thou been unto me. Thy love to me was wonderful, passing the love of woman. Now, David is trying to describe the kind of love that Jonathan is relating with him when he was on earth, you know, after his death. He said, The love is, is a pleasant one. He said, The love is wonderful. And he said, That love is a love that passed the love of a woman. You know, those who have children will not understand this. Us, adults, know what it is to fall in love for a woman. All the thing will be driving you crazy. You know, they even call it fall in love. You fall. <laughs> you are done. The thing will be controlling you. So he said, the love that Jonathan had, the love that Jonathan related with him, it's more than the, it's more than the love that a man has for a woman. That your love surpasses the love of a woman. And he said, he said, the love is wonderful. That I can't believe it. I can't believe this in my life. That somebody throne will be given to me and the person will, will still be doing anything for me to get to the throne. Ah, this is wonderful. This is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Who can do that? The throne that was supposed to be yours, it is taken away from you totally throughout your life. And it is said that it's going to be given to someone else. And you know that that, that person is going to be the person that will take over the place that's supposed to be yours. And you were giving him all the support that will make him to be there. Isn't it wonderful? That is wonderful love. And he said it's, it's a pleasant one. Ah. What love can be compared to that? So pleasing, so pleasing, so pleasing. So pleasing. So pleasing. So now, these are the things that provoke the kindness that David showed to my people share. If somebody could be this loving, the love so pleased me. I could find no error. The Lord, so wonderful. The Lord surpasses the Lord that won't ask for the woman. No, this kind of love cannot be forgotten. So, if the Lord is not pleasant, wonderful, and past the one of woman, it will soon leave the it will it, it will soon leave someone memory i come again i said if your love is not pleasant wonderful and past the one of woman it will soon leave someone memory so the only love that will be retained in the memory of anybody you show it to it is the one that is pleasant it means if you are showing love and your love is having some error, it will soon leave the memory of that person. That is why your love must not be mixed with any kind of hatred. If you are showing love that, that the person is not being amazed, what a love is this? That love will soon depart from the memory of that person. If you are showing love, 
that does not surpass the love of a woman. That love is going to be the best memory. So I think the only love that will remain in the memory that if somebody is blessed tomorrow, the person will remember to bless such a person that shows such a love to him. It is the one that is pleasant. It is the one that is wonderful. It is the one that surpasses the love of a woman. So I think God is waking us up that we need to strengthen our love life. I know we are people of love, but sometimes we get angry when we don't see some results we want to see. We get angry when some people behave to us somehow. We get angry when we say, when we see some sin with some people. Now, if you want to have a love that will ever be remembered, God, then we need to come up higher in the love we show to one another. We need to come up higher in the kindness we show to one another. We need to come up higher in the goodness we show to one another. If not, your good work will soon be forgotten. It will soon leave the memory of the person that you did that good so. And it should not only be pleasant alone, it should not be wonderful alone, it should not surpass the one of whom I know, it should be constant. It should be constant. Jonathan was in love throughout his life with David. It should be constant, not today you love, tomorrow you will hate. Today you love, tomorrow. That will come uh, flap, flapping off. Yeah. Ups and down love. You should we need to be stable in it. And it must be a pleasant one. You know, whenever I'm putting up messages like this, every time our father and the Lord will talk, it flashing through my head. Sometimes I don't want to I don't want to talk about it, but because you know, he has shown so many love that sometimes I will have to go and meet him this thing. What do you say about it? Do we keep on doing, you know, this good to this person? He will say yes. You know, actually, me, I want to learn and I want to be, I want to do the best. When he said yes, me too, I said yes. So I know to me it's not easy. That's why I went to meet him. So that I'm even taking some steps before I went to meet him when I saw that the thing is repeating. The this thing, what do you say about it? Should we allow this person to continue, you know, doing this? He will say yes for love's sake. For love's sake. And you know, when I was putting up this message, I tell you, this life was just flashing through my memory. Flashing through my memory again and again and again and again. And I believe to as many he has shown those love. You know, if they get to the place of pleasure, none of them will forget it. And that is why we also must enter into that kind of a life. We should not be in a ministry like this and they will be finding from us that the life that a Christian ought not to believe in. The Bible says, he that findeth himself in honor and knoweth it not is like a beast that perishes. So it means you are in a place where love is being demonstrated anyhow. 
And if the love is not found in you, even if you don't get the hundred, but it is encouraging that you will get the hundred, at least you should get to the 80, 85 or 50. If it is not found in you, the Bible is saying you are you are you are like a piece of perish. In other words, you are not useful for money, you are not useful for anything, you just wasted, wasted in the, in, the, in the forest. So all this love exercise practices we are seeing, you know, we need to put it on. And that is what we see in the life of Jonathan here. That David, he, he wasn't talking about, he said, some people say, I know I'm good, I know I tell you, you are nobody. For the fact that you are talking about your, your goodness, about your kindness, you are nowhere. David is the one testifying about someone who has died yet. That your love is pleasant. Your love is wonderful. Who should this kind of thing be ascribed to if not God? But it's being given to man. Man is receiving this kind of a praise. That his love is wonderful. His love is pleasant. His love surpasses the love of a woman, the love that a man has for a woman. It is God that this kind of love should be given to one and man is receiving it. I tell you, we need to wake up straight away. We need to wake up. Our life is supposed to be a reflection of love and goodness anywhere, any days. I, I, I want us to carry this mentality wherever you go. Once you discover those lives that is not of God, don't ever be pleased with it. Keep it in your memory. When you get home, begin to go through it. Was I the one that came this way? No. No. I'm not talking this way. It is not so written in the scripture. And at the same time, even the one over us in the place where I worship all, the ministry that I connected myself to is not practicing love this way. Yeah. Thank God for, for the life of our Father in the Lord. Of our Father in the Lord. That He can show it to us practically. Practically. You can see it. It's not anything that's uh, written. You can be saying it is written who is there, but you can see somebody practicing it. So most time, when it is beyond me, I go to him. When he says, let us do it for love's sake. Let us do it for soul's sake. I'm bound to it. I don't waste time. Because I want to come up higher. Now, a good life is transparent. A good life is transparent. It can make people to see through you to give help to others. A good life, or when we say it's a good life, it is also a love life. A good life is transparent. It can make people to see through you to help others. You know, when we say transparent, it's like this glass. Through the glass, now you can see the other side. That is how a good life is. When you are living a good life, it is transparent. It can help, you know, to see through you to help somebody else. Yeah. What this means is all about this Jonathan sake. That through the, the goodness of your life, somebody can help somebody that is connected to you. Somebody that can help somebody that is coming from you. I've had time with that number. Where some people will go to some company and they will go through interview and sometimes they will say no, they fill it up. But for the sake that the person is coming through pastor, they will retain the person. 
So when you are living a good life, it is a life of transparency. It is a life that can help others to see through you to help others. It is a life that can make people to see through you to help others. So you need to lose yourself in goodness. Whosoever that is advising you to live a life of badness or evil, that person is, a, is the instrument of devil trying to drag you to the devil's side. Is the instrument of the devil trying to drag you to the devil's side. So, when you have such people around you, free from them. Because your good life is transparent, it is not going to it's not going to bring you know blessing to you alone. It's not going to bring favor to you alone. But rather, your children will benefit from that goodness, and your brothers will benefit. Your your, your sisters will benefit. Your parents will benefit. Your friends will benefit. As many that is connected to you will benefit from that good life. So good life is transparent, it's transparent. And it is the transparency of it that makes them to be able to see, you know, my people share and give him help. That look, your good life is making me to see how I need to help somebody. So in all you do, increase your good life. Increase your good life. Let us see Ephesians chapter 6, verse 7. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 7. With good will doing service as to the Lord and not to me. Say, with good will doing service as to the Lord as not to me. Now, see. Live your love and good life to the Lord. One of the things, you know, saying you should do service as to the Lord. So when you are living a love life, you are living a good life, leave it to the Lord. Leave it to the Lord. Don't leave it to that person. If you leave it, you know, to the pleasure of that person, you will soon stop because the person will provoke you and you will stop, you know, living a life of love. Then, you know, when you lose that life of love to the God, what will happen? When you leave it to men, men can forget. Men can forget too. Men can forget. But if it is to the Lord, even when men forget, God will wake them up one day. God will wake them up that somebody did you good some time ago. And that was what happened to the servant of Pharaoh. He has forgotten that somebody helped him in the prison some time ago. For because that goodness has become the life of Joseph anywhere he goes. He's a good man. He's a good man. And when the servant forgot, God made something to happen that will make him to remember. And Joseph was taken from the prison to the palace. So when you are living a love life, when you are living a good life, leave it for the Lord. Don't even please your husband with your good and love life. Don't please your wife, but please God. Don't please your children, please God. Don't please your brother, please God. Don't please your friend, please God. 
Let it be for God. I'm not saying this will be rude. I'm saying when you are doing it, what I mean is that don't do it to get it back. Hey, get it right. That you're not saying I'm just loving you because of God. No. <laughs> don't do it to get it back. But do it, do it to the pleasure of God. Just like Ephesians told us that your service should be as to God, to the Lord. So, do it to please God. Even if that man for, forget about you, I tell you, one day God will wake him up and he will be forced to remember you and bless you. And if he will not bless you, God can raise another person to bless you. Or that person may connect you to somebody that will bless you. Because like in this case of Joseph, in the book of Genesis, Chapter 41. It was not even the man that blessed him. It was another person that blessed Joseph. It was the king that blessed Joseph. But the person he did good for, while he was in the prison, you know, has forgotten. But because goodness was his life. Goodness was his life. And it came to pass that he was doing it to please God. And God now remember and awaken that man. Somebody did you good some time ago. So you just get to do something to fake that person out. And it related the matter with the, with, the, with, the, with the king. And thank God that they were looking for what nobody can offer except that man that did him good. And they brought him. And the man that was in prison because of his good life, he became a man in the past. I tell you, it pays so much to live in love and goodness. Because we trace it in the life of, uh, of Jonathan now. His good life made his son to be favored. Who was a cripple? Who was supposed to be begging? To be in the palace. And we, we, can, we, we are also talking about it in the life of Joseph now. That his good life also made him to leave prison. Who happened to be a prisoner, a servant, a foreigner, to become less to the king? In a land where it's not permitted, if you are to even become the next of the king, you should be one of the chiefs. You would have served for so long. And now look at, uh, okay, with your service, I think the, the person that should be next of the king now is somebody who has said better. But it's nowhere to be found. No service, no school. A, a, a stranger, a foreigner, a prisoner, a slave. Thank you, sir. A slave. Became less for the king. That is to tell you what a good life can offer to you. I to tell you what a good life can offer to you. So, as you are living your good life, as you are living your love life, do it to the Lord. If you see man, man will provoke you not to do it again. Man will provoke you. Don't forget. So all of us, we are, we are working towards the perfect man. We are pursuing the love life. We are trying to live a love life. But sometimes, you know, sometimes we still digress. Sometimes we still, we still fall. Sometimes we still do some wrong. And if, if what we are doing is to please ourselves, we will not be able to continue in our love life whenever our wrong shows up. But if what we are doing is to the Lord, then we will not see the wrong of anybody. What I did is for God and not for you. Praise God. 
Learn to do your good to God. Then, be all round good. Be all round good, all round good. Don't be some silent good. No, be all round good. Be all round good. If you want things to be done for your sake, to others, if you want some things to come to you, be all round good. Be all round good. Let the goodness be all round. Let it be all round. Let it be all round. I know what I'm saying. There are some good we cannot offer. There are some people with the will of their life we think that they don't deserve it. No, be all round good. Whosoever that person may be, whatever the tribe may be, I know there are I know of some people that they will be saying this particular tribe, they are this, they are that, they are dangerous. I tell you, don't let what a person did to you to make you to be angry against everybody. Everyone are not the same. And even if they are the same, God is expecting you to be all around good. Because your good that you do, I tell you, is going to come back to you. Like I said before, that when you do good, it is it is going to come back to you. It is given and it shall be given unto you. Now, I said, so, so that your bad side will not hinder the good that is coming to you or those connected to you. Yes, one of the reasons you need to be around good. So that that side you are bad will not become entrance to what is coming to you. You know, we human beings, we have the, the mentality of recording bad more than good. You might have been doing me good for a very long time. But the day you did me one evil, I will forget all the good you'll be doing. That is why you must be more and good. So that that bad, that bad will not be found. But if it is bad, if it is found, it can enter the good that is supposed to come to you. Let it be all around. Let it be all around. Don't try to be bad at all. Don't try it. If you have been doing it, walk out of it. Because it can either be good that is coming back to you or to those who are connected to you. To those who are connected to you. Be all around. Let it be all around. I said, some of us are good. <laughs> I know somebody will say, we ask questions on this. Some of us are good physically, but bad spiritually. How can one be good physically and bad spiritually? Some of us we are good physically and bad spiritually. I will not answer this question. Answer it by yourself. And don't ask me. We are, some of us are good physically, we are bad spiritually. Good physically and bad spiritually. Maybe Pastor Kesley will answer that. Be all and good. Be good in the physical and be good in the spiritual. Be good in the physical and be good in the spiritual. Don't bother somebody with your prayer. God is expecting you to save people. You run good. Good physically, good spiritually. Good physically, good spiritually. There are some of us, we are good at giving, but bad at forgiving. Yeah, we can give, but when it comes to forgive, ah, it's in on the good easy. All right, good. If you give, if you are good at giving, you're good at forgiving. And maybe some of us, we are good at forgiving, we are bad at giving. Let it be all right. Yes. 
both sides. You give, you also forgive. You forgive, you also give. All around, they all around good. They all around good. When you give, you forgive. When you forgive, you give. So let it, let it, let it good be all around. Spiritually be good. Physically be good. In giving be good. In forgiving be good. In forgiving be good. Then, sometimes, some of us also, we can respect people, but we are stubborn to authority. Have you seen that? Somebody that is respectful is not supposed to be stubborn, but I've seen before I'm talking. We know how to respect, but when it comes to paying to authority, we are stubborn. Yeah? It's just like a you know, I mean, you remember person. You know, you remember those have respect. But they ask respect for the heart, it can also be stubborn. That is why you must be respectful, you must also be loyal. You must be respectful, you must also be loyal. So the good must be all right. You know, there is this statement that the Yoruba, they always respect themselves. I begin to notice it that it's still true. Yes. I discovered that when I'm reading your Bible, I will bow my head, but when I read all that book, I will read them. So, I, you know, I was thinking, you know, actually, it is their own way of uh, uh, relating with each other. Hey. But when you want to move it to all that good, you know, know your Bible. Everybody deserves the respect. And I'm trying to do it this day. Yeah. There are some people that will just see me, they are not your you just see me greet them bowing. Uh-uh. When they worry this young man, I was trying to be around good because they said you only do that to your people. <laughs> to be around good. Like I said, I know the one that is touching you, you know it. Don't don't fight it. Just allow God to work it out on you. Some of all we can be so respectful or we are stubborn. Check it, check it very well. Are you really stubborn? Stubborn to authority, stubborn to the superior. Yeah? Uh, we can greet our boss. Good morning, sir. But when the boss says, eh, I don't want you to walk here today, walk here to go. <laughs> this is where I want to walk. Yes. This is where I am going to walk, sir. <laughs> there is nothing we say. That we do. Uh, so, be around. Let it go, be around. Let it be around. Let it be around. So, let me hand this on here. Then, I put something I said, as a good life can make someone to bless you. As a good life can make somebody to bless you or someone to be blessed. By you, okay. As a good life can make somebody to be blessed by you, so also wicked life can make someone to be caused or to be under caused by you. You don't really understand what I'm saying. As you are living, just as Jonathan was living a good life now, and his son became blessed through Jonathan. He became blessed. I tell you, that man was so blessed. There was a time when there was famine in the land, you know. They consult what is the cause of the famine. They say it was so. He went to go and attack Gibeon. 
They now ask the people of Gibbon because the, the famine lasted for three years in the days of David. They now consult Saul. So God told them it was the house of Saul that did evil. So they now said, you know, they discovered that they attacked the house, the, the, the Gibeonites. And they asked the Gibeonites, what do you need for us to stop? And they said, we don't need anything. Nothing else. Just give us the seven sons of Saul. We want to kill them. And Jonathan happened to be one of the sons, grandson. Do you know that they left Jonathan? I think Jonathan. Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan. Do you know that they left Mephibosheth? They now went, they, they left the son of his son. Yeah, they, they left the grandson. They now went to the, the son of his daughter <laughs> and took about seven of them. So you can see the good life of Jonathan saved Mephibosheth. That is what your good life can do. So, like I said, I said, just like a good life can make somebody to be blessed, so also wicked life can make somebody to be under course. Can make somebody to be under course. I think I should be running up now. Okay, it's doing me like Monday program. I think <laughs> I was thinking I just spent 20 minutes. Okay, let me just take this uh, scripture then as I round up. Genesis chapter 21. I think it should be second summary, not Genesis. Second Samuel chapter 21, verse 1. Just you are just read for me. Second Samuel chapter 21, verse 1. Yeah. Then there was a fame in the days of David three years, years after year, and David inquired of the Lord. And the Lord answered, It is for Saul, for his for his bloody house, because he slayed the Gibeonites. Okay, read 8 and 9. Verse 8. But the king took the two sons of Rizad, the daughter of Hai, whom she bare unto Saul, Armoni, and Mephibosheth, and the five sons of Micah, the daughter of Saul, whom she brought up for Adera, the sons of Basilia. Life. Praise God. So, okay. This is the story of how the wicked life of Saul brought cause to the land. It brought the cause of three years famine. Three years famine. And at the same time, he also brought death to his, his the children of his daughter. So, that wicked life that you refuse to let go. Sometimes it may become cause to you, your children, and those who are coming after. So that is why you must you must get out of every wickedness so that you will not release cause on yourself and your children and your children's children. Who knows maybe Satan can do something like this? If they want to attack them, they will trade the life of the parent to see whether there is any cause that will make them to attack the children. So as good life can bring blessing, so also wicked life can bring cause. Do everything to walk out of wicked life. Watch the life. 
you are living, so that it will not destroy your generation, your generation. Watch that life you are living. The life of Saul wipe off all his generation. The life of Saul wipe off all his generation. The wicked life of Saul wipe it off. But the one among the students that was able to live good life, which is Jonathan, his good life saved his only son, Mephibosheth. So you should know now that your good life is not only for your good, it is also for the good of your children. And your bad life also was not only for you. It is also for children. So you now need to reposition yourself and be all around good. All around good. Don't permit stubbornness. Don't permit pride. Don't permit any kind of life that is contrary to the will of God. And don't forget, when you are doing this good, when you are showing this love, let it be to God. Because when you are doing it to man, man will provoke you, you will not want to do it again. But when it is to God, I tell you, even if they provoke you, what I did is just for God, not for you. And you want to do it for God again. Says here, yeah, there is a way you can be so good that your good life will rescue someone struggle from that we, we rescue someone from struggle. You can be so good that your good life will become a rescue to somebody. You know, I don't know how to resist. Somebody, they wanted to attack somebody some time ago. And they just discovered that he's from a particular church, robbers. And they say, oh, if you are from this church, stay aside. And they refused to attack him. The goodness of the owner of that church made them to spare the life of that person, or of the man in charge of the church. So your good life can make somebody to be rescued from struggle, which we found in the life of Mephibosheth. He was supposed to live his life all through his life a beggar. But the good life of Jonathan made him to be rescued from struggle. Switch over into goodness. Switch over into showing love. The kind of one that David described. The love that is pleasant. The love that is wonderful. The one that surpasses the love of woman. And let it be all around. Don't leave a side. Don't leave any side. This side, oh, I cannot continue. I tell you, any day you are able to see a side that you cannot continue, let it be a concern to you that son, daughter, something is still missing in you. For the fact that this one I cannot continue, or for the fact that this side you cannot do it, you are not yet perfect. Every area you need to show good, you must show good. So walk into perfect love, walk into perfect goodness, because for your sake, God will bless somebody. For your sake, even you yourself, you will bless. For your goodness sake, I pray that God will bless this word in our heart in the name of Jesus Christ. You can draw my body close here. Praise the Lord.